Because if they don't make the playoff next year, not only is Aaron going to be out the door, but the head coach is going to be out the door, and the general manager is going to be out the door. And I'm not just talking about make the playoffs, get in and lose the first game. They need to win at least one game next year for everybody to come back. Other than that, I could see Mr. Johnson clearing house. We, me and you might be fired. We're, <laughs> we're not even on the team. your main man Lavernius Coles and his friend Wayne Krebet. We've been off on a little hiatus for a couple weeks, man, but we back. We got two games under our belt that we can talk about, and then we're going to speak a little bit about the future, man. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Um, <clears throat> happy birthday to you. Oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate <clears throat> it. Uh, excuse me, 46 years old, man. That's uh, yeah. that's big. Yeah. yeah we'll talk about the good first. I, uh, happy holidays to you. Uh, big win. Uh, Christmas Eve, I was there. Uh, it was a good win to have. Uh, offense finally showed up, but last night, man, it was a tough one to watch. Uh, what's your feeling uh, with the holidays so far? Are you enjoying yourself? And, uh, oh, man. I'm loving it, man. Week? The family's here. Kids are here. Um, getting to enjoy. You got football, a lot of football this time of year. You got your college bowl games. You got your professional games. And fortunately for us, we get to watch and see how these meaningful football games towards the end. Uh, start to happen, but the unfortunate part of it is it ain't our beloved Jets that's going to be be in the talks of anything. But how how we're going to be picking? And um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you know um, next year because this year is pretty much over. These guys are already packed up, uh, got all their luggage next to the door. They get ready to come home and sit on the couch and watch football with us. But I didn't expect anything different uh, when the season began because of what what we were dealing with up front. But now comes the big thing. They've already said they're not going to make any changes uh, in the front office. They're not going to make any changes with the coaching staff. Um, where do we go from here? What decisions are they going to make in the offseason? Um, who do they bring back um, on the line? Um, how successful do you think we will be? Those are all valid questions when you know nothing is going to change um, unless we get some, some big pieces in to help us out. Yeah, that's a, you know, we've talked about this all year. You you before me, obviously, I agreed. Um, offensive line help, offensive line depth, uh, all that stuff. You know, drafting an O-lineman. <clears throat> How many offensive linemen do you think will be new new names on the roster come uh, opening next year? It could be a complete overhaul of offensive linemen. I mean, who... Is Beckton going to be there? I mean, is Vera Tucker going to be the only solid guy with Tipman? Yeah, I, I would assume at least three different names. Uh, I don't think they bring back McKay because I don't think they picked up his fifth-year option. Um, yeah. And he he hasn't been looking very well lately. He's, I think he's been having, uh, I think he's been having like the most penalties, and uh, he's getting those penalties at inopportune times. He's been getting beat off the edge uh, quite a bit. Uh, I get it. He's probably. At the position he wants to be at, but he's in a position that he shouldn't be at because yeah. he probably should be on the right side somewhere where people can see what's coming once he let them run by him versus on the blind side, on the back side of the left tackle where they're just running around him and quarterbacks are getting blindsided. But I, I think the kid has some talent. Um, I hate that people are calling him a bust. He hasn't really had an opportunity to play quite a bit um, right. and, put it, and string some time together to be on the field to be able because what is happening, just like we saw from Elijah Moore the other day, 
a, a good piece that we let get away or we traded away uh, to bring in Aaron ended up scoring a touchdown against us and played well. You had Flacco out there um, who's expressed interest in coming over to help out, um, played well against us yesterday. Not, not but no string of the imagination am I saying he would have done well behind that offensive line that we have. It wouldn't have happened. Whether, whether he was on our team or not, you weren't going to get those results if he was in, in the green and white because he wouldn't have had time, and he's too old, and he's not mobile enough to get away from that pass rush that was coming. He would have been getting blown up back there. So I, I hate that people are saying that, oh, we let him get away. Oh, we glad he got away because he wasn't going to do nothing for the Jets. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that, <clears throat> that's the thing. Like, why don't we get him? He was on his couch driving his kids around, retired. Uh, like you said, I mean, he played – Great game last night, made some good throws um, on the move. Um, but we might have solidified him getting a comeback player of the year with his <laughs> performance last night, you know, uh, national TV. But, yeah, it wouldn't have been the same. It, it might have been better in, in some ways, but, you know, Flacco's not the answer. Elijah Moore got more targets because Amari Cooper wasn't there. It, overall, by the defense, we can't blame it on the offensive time of possession because they got run through immediately um i was surprised by it you know how many points and in the yardage and, and the big plays uh what's your feeling uh you know on the defense and uh what surprised you last night well i think the biggest thing is what, what i've said and, and eventually i told you eventually teams are going to get start figuring out what you're doing and take advantage of it we have an amazing defense one of the most talented defenses there is in the nfl and you have so much talent on every level that can play on any go any any other team and start, but you're gonna have some letdowns sometimes. Them guys have played lights out all year, and so happened they went into Cleveland and Cleveland lit them up. You're gonna have them days like that where they're not playing for anything, they're not as motivated, and I mean that. And you understand why. You know your offense ain't gonna help you, uh, and they can happen. So if you let you like man, if we let a team score first, the game over because we can't really keep up with nobody scoring points. So. It, I mean, that, that feeling, I, I knew it was going to start coming in. Now it's starting to leak into the defensive side of the room, seeing like from the offense just being so garbage. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's funny. I wished you um, – I was listening to you. I knew what you were going to say, so I didn't have to listen too much. <laughs> um, I was looking at um, your birthday, um, your uh, kind of like Wikipedia thing, and it says, what, what do we know about uh, Lavernius Coles? You know, your birthday, your stats, all that stuff. And on IMDb, you have a acting credit in the movie <laughs> Why Did I Get Married 2 in 2010. Yeah. Lavernius Coles plays sportscaster number one as Lavernius Coles. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find that. Um, <laughs> that is awesome, man. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, also, what we were talking about the producer before, this, this date in history... Um, for people who remember, we'll talk about it. This is good, good stuff. When that that year, remember, we were not able to make the playoffs unless these three things happened: playing home versus Green Bay, and uh, the, the fans are cheering this and that. And all of a sudden, and somebody, New England or Miami, kicks a field goal. Now, if we win, we win the East, and we go. You know, we win forty-two to seventeen. Do you remember that day? How the, how loud the crowd got? Of course. I mean, I mean, like, I remember it like yesterday. And I, in my mind, I'm like, what is going on that everybody's so excited? And I think we start, we start rolling after that. I mean, right after we got the news, it just 
went from zero to 100 in a few minutes. And I think we just ended up stomping Green Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. When people ask me some of my favorite, yeah, Green Bay ended up 12 and four. We were nine. Yeah. Yeah. Chad had, you know, 70%, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Curtis went for 80 and a touchdown. You had six for 93. I had three catches for two touchdowns. Santana, two catches. Richie, dude, we put it on, you know. So for people watching this, remember that day. Remember those days, and hopefully we get back to that someday. But um, what do you think um, <clears throat> the rest of the year? What what are we trying to accomplish, if, if anything, as a team? I, honestly, I would say sit Brees Hall down because there's no need to play him anymore right now. Look at some of these other young guys, bring them up off the practice squad. I didn't even out. think about that. I didn't even think about resting guys. I'm thinking about playing guys more to see what they have. No, set, set, set yeah. Garrett down, set him down. Yeah, cause you're not going anywhere. You're not getting anything. They both have hit their milestones. Garrett, I think, hit a thousand. Um, I don't know if you need any catches or something to hit in their centers. If they don't have anything like that that you can't help them get, shut them down. It's one game left. Give some other these young guys an opportunity so you can see what they look like. So that in this offseason, you can kind of start wrapping your mind around what you need to bring in and fill in some of the back end stuff that you need to have this team complete and full of depth as we get ready to embark on this offseason so that you can prepare for next year. Because remember, all of the eggs right now are in one basket. Everybody's banking on Aaron coming back and Super Bowl or bus. Because before the season this year, before he went down, it was Super Bowl or bus. I wasn't under the impression they were even going to make the playoffs because right. there was no changes on the offensive line. And everybody said I was an idiot. But now everybody agrees with me. I'm saying it again. They have to make significant changes right now, even though Aaron is coming back, because if they don't make the playoff next year, not only is Aaron going to be out the door, but the head coach is going to be out the door, and the general manager is going to be out the door. And I'm not just talking about make the playoffs, get in and lose the first game. They need to win at least one game next year for everybody to come back. Other than that, I could see Mr. Johnson clearing house. We, me and you might be fired. We, <laughs> we're not even on the team. Hey, uh, can we get, you know, do any appearance or signings? Nope. Clearing house. <laughs> starting new. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's what it basically looks like because he's basically giving them an opportunity. Okay, I get it. Aaron got hurt. We had some issues. Bunch of guys got hurt. Injuries. That's not your fault. But this recipe that we put together, these groceries we bought in, we think that you can make get us to the Super Bowl or at least the AFC Championship with this team. Defense, yeah. yes. We know that they can. that's a studded defense. They can get you anywhere. Yeah. Offensively, can they step up and help out a bit with Aaron in there next year? Because you still got to think about what are they going to do with Zach Wilson? Are they going to bring him back? Are they going to let him walk? Because I think he's a complete free agent after this year. They got a lot of decisions to make. Tons. I wouldn't even want to sit up there and try and help them make those decisions. Joe Douglas, I do not admire you at all. And we all know that these decisions are going to cost you your job if they don't go right, but they will keep you your job if things turn out the way we hope they can and we win a lot of games. You know what's tough? is We're not looking for starters. We're looking <clears throat> for starters and their backups. Sorry. <clears throat> ah. Can't shake it. We're looking for starters and their backups. Um, yeah. You know, 13 years is the longest playoff drought of any team in North America. Basketball, football, baseball, hockey. 
there's excuses every year, and we had them too when we were there. But like at some point, we see Cleveland turn around from basically nothing. Last night might might be what number one. We see what Detroit's doing. Yeah. Uh, how is it possible we've gone this long without making the playoffs? It's just astonishing to me um, that 13 years has kind of snuck up on us that fast. I didn't realize it's been that long. But I hate that we allow our own products to get out of the building and go somewhere else and be successful. Aaron Glenn was there when I was doing my internship uh, with the Jets. Now he's he's left and went. I think he ended up in New Orleans for a while. Now he's the D coordinator over at um, at Detroit Lions. Yeah. And they're 11 or something. Why not keep those guys that are that are doing well at home? I, I, that's one of the biggest things I've ever had, uh, issues I've had with the organization is our guys go somewhere else and be really successful and, and, <clears throat> and doing well throughout the league instead of keeping those homegrown guys in-house and allowing them to flourish and grow the organization from within. Um, so you talk about play, players and then keeping them around as coaches too. Think about it. You got Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles is a DB coach. When I was there, he ended up going elsewhere else. Well, he came back as a head coach for a little while, and then he ended up back down at Tampa. You had Aaron Glenn, who actually played with us, who was there in the front office in coaching and uh, doing front office work. And he yeah. and he, he could be there helping out. Because you need people that understand football sometimes in the building to be able to help you make those tough decisions by looking at guys. And it's just not sometimes just checking boxes. Uh, you need somebody that has, that has an eye for football to be able to tell you, and that's, that has some experience. And those guys, I think, have had plenty of experience. They actually played on Sundays, and they've had years of coaching experience and front office uh, analysis. Those guys need opportunities to stay in the green and white and help Mr. Johnson and whoever else is up in the front office make them decisions about picking guys and not just, again, have a guy that looks good on paper and going to be able to check boxes uh, from the eye test, and, and, he, and they can't really play no ball. And I think we need those guys to be back there and stop letting those guys skate away. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. It's just a mentality too. Yeah. This is interesting. And then I always back the the coaches to management and uh it was posted last night um the records of the Jets head coaches. Now you can it's what me and Elsie says or <clears throat> or the facts. This is the uh <clears throat> records. You got um Parcells was 29 and 19. This is from when we played all right, Kote was 428. I was part of that. I'm part of the problem. Parcells, 29, 19. Al Gro, 97, one year. Um, Hermlitz, 39 and 41, two and three in the playoffs. Mangini was 23 and 25, not bad. Retz was 46 and 50. <clears throat> Bowles was 24 and 40. Gase was 9 and 23. That was bad. But Sal is 17 and 33. That's pretty bad, man. I mean, like, you know, I'm I'm always like, you know, he's safe and this and that. But uh, stats don't lie. They haven't won a lot of games since he's been there. No, no. And then remember, this is supposed to be one of the best defenses the Jets have ever had. They have the talent. They've had the pieces. Now you have to have, and again, I, I bought that story up. You had Rex come in right out there at Mangini with all the pieces in place and turn that thing around and get them to the AFC Championship. Who's that next guy? If they, if they can't get these guys to to at least the second round of the playoffs next year, who is that guy they're going to bring in that's going to turn this thing around? And hopefully you don't have too many of these young guys up for contracts at that time so that you use, lose a lot of the core that you have uh, in the organization to make these moves. Because, I mean, again, I don't care what it is. I mean, you, you can have some of the best bread in the city. 
You set it on the shelf too long, it's going to mold. It, just, it is what it is, baby. Just, it's going to mold up on you. And these guys sit on the shelf and they be sitting around waiting. It's going to mold it. And somebody's going to take a few of the, the pieces out of there and make them a sandwich with it. And, and, and they got some guys that some people would love to steal and have on their team, my brother. <laughs> I'm, just I'm glad we can laugh, man. I feel like crap right now. I'm sorry. We're supposed to do this earlier, but I, you know, coughing up along. But um, you gotta laugh, man. Yeah, it's just it's tough. It's that kind of year, and and you hate to say you give everybody a pass. Um, but like you said, we are married to Aaron, and we were gonna live and die with him this year, and we started dying slowly four plays into the season. But like I said, you can't always have excuses. I have a problem with Coach Salah's sideline, his uh, demeanor and how he acts and reacts to stuff. Do you notice that? He kind of doesn't have the emotion that he had previous to this year. I mean, he's very solemn and makes these weird faces and stuff like that. Like, I'm not sure... how. If how it's if it's affecting him so much that he can't react to it, yeah, or or what? Yeah, I mean it's just like anything happens. Somebody, somebody's going through something on a regular basis. I mean, he's I mean, like, yeah, agony of defeat. It's like I'm, I guess I'm used to it happening by now. I mean, it's it's easy to get emotional when you're you're always doing so well and you know something doing something go bad, then you yeah. can react. But if it's going bad all the time, you're like, okay, well, I ain't really much I can do about this. I mean. That's like when you sit on the toilet. Like if you gotta go to the bathroom and you gotta take that dump, that when you get that good one up off of your belly, Gucci baby. But if you gotta sit there, you got the runs or something. After a while, your emotion, that feeling good, feeling gone. Yeah, man, I can't wait for this to be over. I've been here all day. That's what's done happen to him. Them dumps, them, them runs, done got to him, and now he ain't got no more emotions for it. <laughs> that's the that's the best analogy in our uh, you know. 30 episodes <laughs> listen you know what you said i know everybody knows i'm not going to repeat it because i don't want to be quoted on it <laughs> and get uh you know credit for that analogy so i'm just going to say that was superb uh best one um but yeah it's like you look at his face and i'm just like initially i'd be like come on man and then i'm like man it's just i could see it like what else is going to happen? But uh, yeah, it's exactly what you said. At some point, you're just like, is this real life, man? Is this happening? Yep. It's happening. And it's been like that game after game this year. Now imagine now imagine the pressure he's going to feel this offseason. I hope that this offseason doesn't cause him to change who he is and what's got him in that position because he knows what's waiting at the end of the season if things don't go right. Yeah, and guys can feel that too. Guys want to feel that energy change if – he started feeling that pressure mountain because people from up top are pushing down. And now his he started changing, then the team started changing. Then that whole fun and loving vibe that they had when we was up there walking around training camp. And Mr. Johnson strolling through with his pimp limp, with the uh, collar up, ready in the pockets out, ready to get his swag on in front of the people. All that going to change. He's going to be landing this helicopter in the middle of the field, <laughs> jumping out. I'm t- with his with his with his Jordans on, like, hey player, this this is how long you got. This is how many games you gotta win. You can't get me there. I got somebody else gonna come do it. It's gonna be some pressure in that building. Now, do we wanna go visit during that time? Cause last year it was just so happy. I mean, people lined up down the street to, to come into practice. Yeah. It ain't gonna be like that this year. And, and all and I tell you that from the beginning. I said, Yeah, it's all fun. They love you right now in New yeah. York. 
until you don't win or produce or you 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 fall below expectation line and right now they're way below the expectation line and so that means that makes it even tougher for this upcoming year and man i would not want to be there no there's no hard knocks there's no cameras <laughs> so it's, it's straight prison rules anything goes uh you know well bring the alumni back they you know get on camera right you know now it's gonna be like you guys want to come stand behind the velvet rope yeah. <laughs> wait, uh, wait you know you're not on the sidelines conversing but yeah it's gonna be a shock it's gonna be yeah. a shock to these guys that come in and it, <clears throat> it's no more mr nice guy it's right now and that's it yeah it's, and these it's guys. now or never or we are all moving to different places um I think it means for, for a surprise. I, I don't know how the season's going to end, but I think day one when they come back to, you know, mini camp or whatever it is next year, things about to change. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I mean you, you got to have a high, uh, high drive pick, of course. Um, you want to know what you have on the roster. You always yeah. want to beat New England, which is a, a big thing, which is going to give you a positive coming up because they got New England um, coming up for the last game. Um, I think that is where – you know, a lot is going to go on. And don't forget, they almost gave up that game to the Commanders after being up 27 to 7. They was yeah, a, they didn't score in the second half. So if he'd have lost that game, we may be having a different conversation today. Well, okay, the Browns spanked you, but you come back and lose then, and you come back and get spanked by the Browns, it, 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 it's a whole nother ball game we're talking. I'm telling you, it's, it's some stuff about to start getting rolling let them walk in here and, and let New England come in here and roll through them. You think we're going to get on him, the, the back page paper, the New York Post going to say some crap? I'm going to say some crap. And then I'm going to be calling people out. And they ain't going to like me because they don't like me as it is. And like I said, today is really my day. I went and got me a Magnum bottle of 1942. So you know you can say whatever you want to say about old Vernie Vern. I'm going to be so lit it don't even matter. But I'm going to tell you how I feel. These people are going to get the real cold cold. They lose the game to the Patriots. Believe that. Believe um, My God. <clears throat> yeah. One game left. That's it, right? Yeah, that's it. That hey, is it. It says um, week 18. <clears throat> Sunday. Um, is it January 10th? Oh, TBD. They don't even know what time. They want. <laughs> time it says TBD. They don't even know what time they want to start the game. Yeah, true. They, 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 may, they may start it on at 8 o'clock in the morning like they plan in London just to get hey. it out the way. <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to tell anybody. They're just going <laughs> to sneak it. <laughs> Nobody wants uh, to see trash on trash. That what Tanner call it, left cheek, right cheek. You know what's in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Santana at the Redskins, the Redskins game. Yeah. Uh, Commander's game. Um, so I'm at... Uh, you know, I made sure I saw him before I like, dude, he had the Redskins hat, Commanders, Redskins hat, the scarf. You know, I'm looking like, dude, he had no green on. <laughs> no green on. <clears throat> Sorry. And he was in the commissioner suite, all red, all burgundy and yellow. I was like, wow. But, um, yeah, listen, I'm coughing up a lung. You're hysterical. This is a great show. I felt like crap. Now I'm happy. Um, but... Have a happy new year. Happy birthday to you. Um, you didn't get my card yet because I didn't send it. <laughs> I'm gonna get one. <laughs> but I love I love you and I'll talk to you after the next game. And we that's what we're gonna talk about. Happy New Year's, everybody. I'm sure we'll talk to y'all by then. But J O B that's uh Aaron Spell R E L A X. I'm gonna say J O B. People jobs are on the line. Happy New Year. See you soon. 